0: Welcome to this episode of Virtual Coffee, with dialogues about the future of health, including innovation, the new era of digital first, physical next, and reflections from outside of healthcare. Brief conversations, as if it were in a barista cafe, always realistic, but with a positive outlook. There are enough pessimistic channels out there already. I'm your host. My name is Lucien Engelen. 40 years of healthcare experience in ambulance services, Dispatch Centers, University Medical Center, and Singularity University. Both had global keynote speaker and strategic advisor. All mainly on the innovation intersection of technology and patient empowerment. Started during the COVID pandemic, checking in with friends, colleagues, and experts about topics that matter to them and to me. Distributed through LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and Facebook with Video, and through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other audio platforms, or via my website, www.transform.health. Together with my uh, friend uh, Steve of Belgium, who is actually in Belgium. Yes. And let me uh, invite uh, Stephen to uh, to the vlog. Stephen, uh, welcome. Hey, How are you doing in Belgium?
1: I'm good. I'm good. The the weather is good in Belgium. Everyone is enjoying that from their own garden or apartment. Um, but things you are- obviously
0: which you obviously have been doing, looking to <laughs> of your of your face it, right now.
1: You know, the truth is uh, it was a beautiful weekend that we had. Mm-hmm. It was very, very sunny and I was relaxing in the garden and uh, I fell asleep in the afternoon. And um, yeah, this is the consequence, <laughs> of course. The so consequence, so yes. I was enjoying the sun, fell asleep and now I look like a tomato. But, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. will, that will go well, away too.
0: In the end of the day, it will turn on uh, like it it will turn in, in brown, of course. So, thank you again for joining me. I really wanted to check in with you and some other friends, not only to see how you guys are doing, but also to reflect a bit on these very interesting times and troublesome times, of course, as well, where we now see with this corona situation that things are changing. And obviously, in my daily work, I emphasize a lot on health and healthcare. But given your expertise in customer experience, and I'm the last one to say that a patient is just a blunt customer, I really would like to learn from you how you look at this specific situation and era where people might have to find different ways to engage with that target audience. And that, to me, is the connection to health. We also see now that we need different alleys and different ways to connect to our patients. Um, What is your reflection on that for now?
1: Well, I think there are a number of things that are happening. Uh, first, this is the largest digital training course the world has ever seen. Uh, we have 1.5 billion people that are stuck in their homes and that are now forced to use digital tools for almost everything in their daily life. Uh, we're using digital tools to, to do our jobs. We're doing. We're using tools for for meetings, we're using it to get information, we're, we're using it for entertainment, and uh, Netflix is soaring, Disney Plus is soaring. We're using it for communication. There's an increase of 40% in the usage of WhatsApp in the last few weeks. Uh-huh. Um, Zoom meetings now have 200 yeah. million users a day versus 10 million be- a day before the crisis. Um, and we're turning to e-commerce um, to shop. So Amazon, for instance, in the first week of the crisis, already announced that they would need to hire 100,000 people to be able to keep up with the rising demand. Uh, Instacart, which is a um, delivery service for groceries in the US, they they were doing okay, but now they announced that they will hire 300,000 extra employees to do all these deliveries. So digital is booming like crazy. And I think for many, many people, you know the the last barriers that we had for not using digital i think these are um not slowly but are disappearing in just a matter of days and weeks and i would assume after the crisis that we're we're not going to you know keep on talking to screens for the rest of our lives so i think everyone is missing the human the human warmth and the human social life yeah i mean it's 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 terrible that we have to live without it but i'm also convinced that we're not going to see a decline in digital. So after this, I think we're going to see a boost in digital because of what I just explained. And on the other hand, I think we're going to see a boost in the human to human interactions as well, because the moment that something becomes scarce, it increases in value. And the human touch is now, and the human social life is now completely gone. So it's terribly scarce because of that, its value has never been higher than today.
0: Yeah. So if you would try to dissect this a bit and would say which of the things that we're using now on a daily basis really will stick with us and which one will be the first ones to abandon again. Because we always see that with innovation and stuff like that. Very soon after we kind of use the old normal again, which would be the two things that will stick and the two things that we will de-learn again once this is over.
1: I think what will stick are virtual meetings, and uh, more companies that give employees the opportunity to work from home. Uh, I think that we're gonna create different kind of meetings. Where in, in some meetings the the efficiency that we're having now with the with the virtual meetings is fantastic. But I think all of us have already seen that for some meetings, virtual is not the best possible channel, and you need the human. Energy transfer to make some things happen, but I'm certain that we're going to have a whole bunch of let's say very boring rational kind of meetings that we used to do in a meeting room, sit there for an hour. Now we're going to switch to virtual and do it in ten minutes. So I think that efficiency boost will be there. Maybe we're going to do less business travel. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly in the beginning, although I believe well, that after after a while that could come back. Uh, and I think everything that has to do with delivery of food, delivery of product. So the the broad e-commerce world will also increase. Uh, but we're, we're, we're gonna be so used to that that we're gonna that we're gonna stick to that. Probably uh, yeah, please please Lucien, go ahead.
0: No, so one of the expertises that you have amongst a lot of others is how user experience really kicks in. Um, what I see now is that a lot of businesses try to reach out in a different way to their original customers and new target groups. And there is, again, the resemblance for me with health and healthcare. We need to have different other channels to reach out to communities that are not coming to the clinics, coming to the GP practices, stuff like that. What are the good examples that you've seen over the course of the past weeks of real creativity uh, with business owners and entrepreneurs to take a different stance to their uh, targeted community?
1: Well, you know, sometimes uh, it's... It's not really creativity that I've seen. I've seen common sense and a pragmatic approach. Let me give you one example. Uh, my accountancy uh, team, the, the accountant that I work with, you know, these people get, got overloaded with questions from their customers because you know there's this instant, really instant global crisis. Many businesses, almost all of them have financial issues because of that. So everyone goes to that accountant. So they started to think, how can we deal with this? So they they used common sense that I think is really smart. They created a standardized kind of uh, information. They emailed that to uh, all their clients, but they personalized it as well. Not in a mailing, but they asked their uh, account managers to do that personally. Um, next to that, they created a whole bunch of content that was targeted to the specific industries that they work with. Because it, it really depends what kind of industry you're in, what, what questions you uh, you have. Uh, so they start to share that as well. They used social media. They changed their website overnight. So I don't think the, the crisis communication is about creativity. I think it's about common sense, fast but also personalized, and um, you, you don't. I think we're going to see an increase in personalized communication, um, be- because you know everyone's situation is is different. But if I may. What I find really interesting is that, you know, digital is really important. I think everyone understands that. Thank God that we have tools like this now because, you know, 10 years ago it would be a disaster. Just
0: imagine that there wouldn't be WhatsApp or smartphones or even the internet.
1: I mean, we we wouldn't survive that. I mean, it would be terrible. But at the same time, um, we're reaching a a maturity point. Digital convenience has reached high quality standards right now so i think one of the consequences will be that companies won't be able to differentiate that easy anymore with digital interfaces it will become the new minimum if you have it good if you don't have it you will lose so i think we're gonna see an extra dimension in customer experience which which by the way i think you you can perfectly translate to healthcare I see two dimensions. Uh, first dimension is the worries that I have as an individual about my personal dreams, about my financial situation, about my ambitions, my hopes, my worries. And next to that, uh, many consumers have worries about the, the future of society uh, in terms of healthcare, uh, technology, politics, climate, You know the, 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 econo- the economy at this time. So there's so many issues that people have that I think smart companies try to, play on both dimensions. And the first dimension, my worries, is about trying to become a partner in life of your customer. Think about the human behind the customer to really understand what their worries are. Don't worry about your customer journey. Worry worry about the life journey of people and figure out how to add value in that. And next to that, and we're starting to see that more and more, is about asking yourself, how can we use our own assets to add value to society. And you see that now during the crisis. Right? You see companies like LVMH M- M-H that are starting to make hand sanitizers. Unhauser busch yeah. is making hand sanitizers. We see Decathlon that Bavaria have Bavaria
0: is doing that. Yeah.
1: Bavaria is doing it. We have these snorkeling masks that are being transformed into breathing machines Well, Decathlon is giving them all away. So you have many, many companies that are using their assets to make a difference today. What I think will be really important to keep that momentum and keep that philosophy once we're beyond this crisis and see how maybe together with customers, you can have a real big impact on certain global challenges that we're facing right now.
0: Yeah. So I'm also looking at the comments and I see some questions coming up, uh, Stephen. So one okay. of us, uh, that is from Martin Boltjes who asks how is the link between digitization to healthcare, because healthcare is very reluctant to adoption, given the things that you just shared with us, is this the tipping point? Do you expect that that is going to be the the case?
1: I think so. I think we can already see it in Asian markets, uh, where in um, Korea, for instance, they're making 5G uh, hotspots in hospitals that allows them to... You know transfer certain tissues that need additional research faster throughout the hospitals or even send it automatically to another lab we're gonna have remote uh, doctor visits uh, and like when you have in china you had wuhan where the crisis uh, started they had a a shortage of doctors thanks to 5g networks doctors from shanghai could do remote sessions with with people in wuhan so i think that we're we're gonna need this um also, if you look at the development of vaccines and medication, uh, the, the innovations that we're going to see in, in terms of computers, if you look at the evolution Feeding of up. quantum yeah. computing, for instance, uh, you know more about that than, than me. This is going to play such a crucial role in, in the development of future medication that I think, you know, the past 10 years, it was about 4G, mobile and social in terms of technology. And that was very nice. But I think the next 10 years will be about artificial intelligence, robotics, quantum computing, and 5G. Uh, If you ask me, healthcare has so many possibilities to to work with these four technologies. I think the, the opportunities for healthcare with quantum computing, robotics, 5G, and AI are much more important and relevant than with 4G mobile and social. But but yeah, happy to, indeed, to it listen works. to you, and you're. Yeah, well,
0: well. The other thing is also you mentioned the patient journeys, uh, and interesting enough, you mentioned the journey of life, which is very near to what I always talk about in healthcare, because we work with patient journeys, uh, but often that is only a journey within a specific institution, and within that specific institution, even within one department, and within that one department, often also only with one physician or doctor. Yeah. While the journey of life, which has been mentioned to me also by Annemiek From, she said, that is where I make all my choices. And that's the experience that people have. And so I do agree with you that this technology boost will indeed in the next couple of, let's say, 10 years is greatly will emphasize these aspects, but also the user experience aspect of it. It gives us the opportunity to monitor people in their own homes without stepping out of their own homes and go to the yeah. hospital. Uh, so right. I always like to talk about my four D's, where the first one in healthcare will be the delocalization of it. We are going to do things in a different place and the locations that we have right now. The second D is all about the de- democratization. The data will be in the hands of the citizen slash patients. They will choose with whom they will share or not. The third one is about the digitization, and I often joke about that in terms of in the early days, we needed a missionary and a boat to get things from Europe to Africa or the other way around. And now when an elephant in India farts, it's sooner on YouTube than they smell it <laughs> over there, you know? Um, and so it's it's about speed. And, and, and the fourth D is all about dollars because now huge buckets of money from big corporates are kicking in and really stepping into this healthcare, let's say, arena to mm. get also um, uh, more adherence to it. And the good thing, there's a lot of bad things to talk about that, The good thing is that many of those corporates understand how to work with user experience, which is something in healthcare still was not on top of everybody's minds because treating patients and making sure that they don't get sick was the most important, and it should. And now with all the technology and the digitization, we can add that extra layer on top of that, I think. Yeah. one of the mentions uh, also in the in the comments, but as we always know in terms of healthcare, is the privacy aspect of that. Could you elaborate from your perspective a bit more? What is your, st- uh, your look into it uh, from this uh, speed? Will we be able to take great care of the privacy and security given the boost that all of this is given? Like Zoom, one of my favorites is having p- fierce pushback with all some of the things that they've been doing, and they cannot cope with the growth that we see right now. Yeah. But your perspective in that, what would that be?
1: Uh, it's a very interesting one. I think in the last few years, it was always about privacy versus um, convenience. Yeah. And everyone was talking about privacy, but if you looked at behavior, everyone was choosing convenience. Now, uh, with everything that's happening, we're going to have a new discussion. Right? It's going to be privacy versus healthcare, privacy versus... Uh, having a normal life again uh, in, in many countries they're talking about track and trace apps at this moment to make sure that you know you can you can monitor your whereabouts and and that would be able to help us to isolate new outbreaks of the coronavirus if, if i look online i see this is a very difficult topic i i see many people who are enthusiastic about that and who think hey whatever it takes i want to have my life back Uh, And other people are saying, no, I'm not willing to go that far um, because maybe we won't be able to turn back time again. Uh, And we don't want to become China is then what you hear, or we're not Singapore, we're we're different markets in Europe. So yeah, this is a very interesting one. I think that there is, in my opinion, we're going to have much more digital in healthcare without any doubt. We're going to need it to get to a higher standard of Uh, service, experience, treatment um, and so on and I think at the end of the day that we will give up part of our privacy for that. Um, That is my opinion. uh, I'm not saying that that is the right track and maybe one day we will regret that but I think many people will say that they want to have privacy but if they see the benefits of the technology that they will choose the benefits. And that so is we my see personal- the same thing
0: happening on Facebook. Uh, uh, we can talk for ages about privacy for people. And again, yeah. I do adhere to that. I think it's one of the most important things. But if I see what some people share on Facebook and on Twitter and on other places, I think, oh, my God. And what I really think indeed now is that we unwillingly, unknowingly give up a piece of that autonomy uh, in the end of the day. And we also need to have this ethical discussion with all the choices that we have to make also to control these kind of pandemics, which, as I uh, see a lot of experts say, this won't be the last one. And probably it won't take another 20 or 30 years to to stumble into the next one. So we need to get some things and early warning systems up and running. And I think that will be a trade-off.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And there was this uh, this, uh, one... Yeah, professor here in in Belgium who said you know the last 30 or 40 or 50 years we've been using technology to make sure that we can shoot an airplane out of the sky with the highest precision as possible that's no problem anymore it's time to use technology now to make sure we can we can shoot a new disease or a new virus out of this planet with the same kind of precision but there's going to be a price for that uh, yeah. person, personally, I'm more worried about security than privacy because I have this naive kind of faith that they're going that you know people will try to use my data to create value for me and for society. Um, but I'm worried about security because these tools are often yeah interesting tools to be hacked, and there are many people with bad intentions on this planet. And imagine what you can what you can do with mm-hmm. you know that kind of healthcare related information um and and if you would you know relate that back to internet of things where you know what i eat what i drink and and you can link that back to my healthcare. and i mean you can create some really bad scenarios there so um yeah i'm, I'm worried about security more than privacy
0: so last question to you in terms of user experience what is the most exciting thing that from where you stand right now that in 10 years from now you will look back and said hmm, that's the most important thing for you, also from your expertise, that happened during this pandemic.
1: I think the enormous movement towards social contribution of organizations. I, I I don't know, but this could be like the moment in time where organizations understand the value that they can bring, and understand how they can you know get energy back from that from their employees. And from the market, and I really hope that this will be the point where organizations talk less fluffy about their purpose, but look about or look for real, concrete solutions and added value that they can bring to society. That's what I really hope that this will, this crisis will do.
0: Yeah. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Stephen, can I ask you? you wait, can I ask you one
1: more question, uh, Lucia? Sure. Because when you were talking about healthcare and and customer experience, I have this theory. Um, that every company potentially will become a healthcare company. And that from now on, because of what's happening, that healthcare becomes part of the new normal, and it becomes part of a global concern. And it's my feeling that more and more companies will have to deal with that internally, of course, over the safety of their own employees. But I could imagine that many organizations will start to implement healthcare-related Experiences, uh, protection measures for their customers as well, I, and I was wondering what if, how you look at that.
0: Well, first of all, uh, I completely agree. Let me pull up a slide. I think that is working for a minute. Mm-hmm. So this is the one of the things. Um, this is one of the things that I that I've done a lot, uh, which is linking the future of health. So that's not healthcare, as you mentioned it, but health. Because that's the shift that we're going to make. We're going into right. a new era from healthcare to health, and with that, we see that cross industry, so to speak, you see now that the future of food, with all the organizations that work with that, will will chime in to make that personalization. We see the same from finance. One of the aspects that we see now is that people with big financial depth typically also have more healthcare consumption. So okay. what would happen, thanks together with healthcare insurance companies? Would lower that or spread that more even and then also run back um, some of the costs, but more importantly, to increase the health of people. And of course, also from the retail and mobility and also the future of work perspective. Uh, I really do think that we will have some back to the future aspects of it where healthcare services will be delivered within the companies themselves as we had back in the days. And that is something that has vanished, but also from the Responsibilities that employers have, I actually think that this will uh, be rolled back again, and we will see the same thing happening over the course of the next ten years. We see it happening in the US. Walmart is delivering that to their own uh, customers. Amazon, with Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan, are delivering healthcare to their 1.2 million employees already. Yeah. So this is something that really is going to kick in.
1: Yeah. 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 Completely. Yeah, the, I, I love that slide. Thanks. I was, I'm oh, glad I asked was, the question. Yeah, that was really awesome. Oh, thank
0: you very much. Uh, it looks like <laughs> I've pulled it up, but I got this time. Like you, we got like 300 slides uh, going in.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Stephen again, thank you very much. Thank you all for listening and chiming in. Uh, we will have a hard time in looking back and uh, seeing all the different comments that came in. Thank you very much uh, for this virtual coffee. Tomorrow, uh, hopefully, I will have another one in the early morning in Dutch uh, and also soon after again uh, in English. So again, thank you very much, Stephen. Stay well
1: and keep thank distance. All right. I'll thank talk you. to you later, Lucien. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.